Reese Witherspoon. Actresses in 2018 earned just 24.8 cents compared with every dollar their male peers made, while 14 of the 100 highest paid celebrities were women. 24.8 cents per $1 and 14 of 100. Not only that, but many women have their ideas shot down by male executives simply because they are women, and the fact that many of their pitches are about women, with women leads, telling stories that affect women. Damn, is this why none of my screenplays have been sold? In Hollywood, women have to be younger, thinner, dumber, less powerful and more attractive than men, just like everywhere else. When I first joined Reddit, there were users that kept posting comments about how Amy Schumer was a fat pig and wasn't funny, the same thing that was said about Tina Fey, not that she was a fat pig, that she wasn't funny. Several users posted that they thought women weren't funny, or that white women made bad comedians. Emma Stone is a prime example of the only men can be funny bullshit. During a December 2019 Rolling Stone interview, the Oscar-winning actress revealed that some of her well-received jokes have been taken from her and given to her male co-stars, leaving Stone with material that landed flat. I hesitate to make it about being a woman, but there have been times when I've improvised, they've laughed at my joke and then given it to my male co-star. Given my joke away, she said. Or it's been me saying, I really don't think this line is gonna work, and being told, just say it, just say it, if it doesn't work we'll cut it out, and they didn't cut it out, and it really didn't work. Dash 27 women who have talked about experiencing sexism in Hollywood. Whenever I come across a list of the best screenplays, they are usually scripts written by white men, a few are written by the late screenwriter Nora Ephron. Most of the interviews with screenwriters always are with white guys, though there are a couple of Latinos and black women thrown in for good measure. The Hollywood Reporter has dozens of roundtable talks with many famous writers, producers, and directors, and the majority of these people are white men, probably Jewish. As I've previously written, 99% of men are misogynists and Hollywood players are no exception, if anything, some of them are even worse than the average sexist pig. You would think that in liberal California, things wouldn't be as bad as they are in say, Alabama, but just because a state mostly leans blue has no bearings on men's attitudes towards women. Gemma Chan If you're a woman of color, it's a double whammy to work in Hollywood. Gemma Chan knows. The statistics are really depressing. I remember reading some that made me think, oh, you are more likely to see an alien in a Hollywood film than an Asian woman, she said. When she decided to forego a career in law to pursue acting, she was turned away from auditions because they were only going to see white people, she said during an interview with Telegraph in 2015. Halle Berry knows, too. It's a hard nut to crack, this business, but that's for anybody. It's not for the weak or the meek. And it was hard for me. I started almost 25 years ago. Television was different, what women could and could not do was different. And being a person of color, I was making a way out of no way. That was quite different than it is today for women of color, she said. Insider The Lifetime Network is well known for the woman as hero, heroine? Movies that they broadcast but I'm here to tell you that many of those films are as full of sexist tropes as any others. The women are nearly always attractive, slim, blonde, often noticeable bottle blondes, and downright devious even when they are the protagonist. There is usually a lot of mean girl shit going on even in the movies about adult women, because women are a bunch of silly cunts that just can't get along for envy and jealousy, right? The teenagers are even worse. I rarely watch a Lifetime movie but when I do out of boredom, 
I struggle to keep my hands off my phone because the movies can get slow at times with all the mean girl scenes. That trope is old and I am tired of seeing it, especially with grown-ass women. Typical Lifetime Movie Actress Ashley Scott Women always must be younger and more attractive than men. Maggie Gyllenhaal is only one actress who's experienced ageism in Hollywood. At 37 years old, Gyllenhaal was told that she was too old to play a 55-year-old man's lover, she shared with the rap magazine. It was astonishing to me. It made me feel bad, and then it made me feel angry, and then it made me laugh, she said. Vocative analyzed data about the age gap between male and female actors in 2015, showing as male actors grow older, the age gap between themselves and their female co-stars widens. And here's what an agent told Reese Witherspoon when she was 37, you need to start saving right now because you're going to be making drastically less money in your 40s. Basically, you're not going to have much of a career. She fired the financial advisor and explained that his comments were one of many sexist remarks she'd dealt with since entering the industry. My screenplays all feature women as protagonists, and some of the antagonists are also women. There are lots of characters from the BIPOC and LGBTQ communities as well, are these the reasons my scripts keep getting a pass from directors and producers? As a woman, I cannot write a story featuring a strong male lead because 1. There are enough of those movies to last several lifetimes, 2. I am a woman and I prefer to have women as leads, whatever their color. If I have raised the money myself to shoot my own movies, I will endeavor to do so because I refuse to make any compromises. That almost happened before and the experience left me bitter, tbh, I am still pissed off about it. I want to remain open-minded but the industry isn't letting me be who I am, and that's an independent walk who knows her own mind. Same as Mindy Kaling, who suffered a bad experience while working on The Office. After the show was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series, the Television Academy told Kaling, the only woman of color on the writing staff, that they were cutting her name from the list. They made me, not any of the other producers, fill out a whole form and write an essay about all my contributions as a writer and a producer. I had to get letters from all the other male, white producers saying that I had contributed, when my actual record stood for itself, she said during an October 2019 interview with Elle. The Television Academy released a statement to the Los Angeles Times saying, no one person was singled out. In response, Kaling tweeted that she, the most junior person and woman of color, was singled out, as other producers on the show didn't have to defend their work. America Ferreira was asked how it felt to play Ugly Betty, it's funny when people are like, oh, what was it like to play an ugly character? I mean, we never ask men that. You know? We just say, what a great performance. Good for you for taking on that character, she said. Ferreira continued to explain that it's sad that the bravest thing you can do is be ugly as a female actress. It's like, who cares? And then what? That's what the show is about. It was about valuing a person for everything that they have to offer beyond the surface, she added. Claudia Willen, Insider. America Ferreira as Ugly Betty.